here we go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of CMD Towers Brews oh, yeah. and Builds. I'm Mr. Comma number five, and my fellow host was in shock when he dissected into the deck, just like I today, Big Tuck. What's up, Mr. Tuck? Mr. Combo, how are we doing today? Oh, Alive? you know, <laughs> I, I'm surviving this food coma, yeah. to say the least. Uh, I smoked a turkey on Wednesday, posted nice. pictures on Twitter. Yes. Uh, a funny story, woke up at 6 a.m. to smoke said turkey. I had brined it for 24 hours in this bourbon, orange Ooh, juice, lemon juice. Yeah, oh, it was great. amazing. Uh, but then 6 a.m. to get the smoker preheated, it didn't want to turn on. Ooh. So I had to hit up the lows at 6.30 in the morning to buy a smoker. Because <laughs> oh, no. I had done the rub. I had done everything Wait, to be smoked. you had to get a new one? Yeah, had to buy a new smoker. What was wrong with the other one? Uh, it's, you don't it's know? The, it's the same issue I've had for years to where randomly it just says that the sensor wire can't detect oh, the temperature yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other side. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, had to, <laughs> had to buy a new one. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> on top of the fact I had to get my water heater replaced. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, just a week. Th- three grand worth of home things. So there, I've had so to there goes your Black Friday Ew. shopping sprees. Yeah, yeah. no Aber duels for me this Black Friday. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh me, I'm good, man. Uh, I so I got the new job, and I got paid for the first time because they pay you once Ooh. a month. So TCG player, not a sponsor, but free one for you there. I guess <laughs> they had ten, they had ten percent off. So. Somebody finally got the cards to make his last six jank decks actually functional. <laughs> so, right. I, 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 like I, I originally I was like, because I had 20 pages of stuff, so I was like, this is only going to be a couple hundred dollars, and I moved it all up. $995. <laughs> so I was like, alright, time to start trimming off some of those, because I think I don't even know how it got that high, but I think like <laughs> I'd go and add cards, and I'd somehow added like six bloodstained Didn't you say minus. you had a wish list that was pages long? It was 21 pages long, but most of them are like <laughs> Five cents. So, anyways, I got all the I got all the essentials and cleared it. So I'll be okay. done getting cards hopefully for a while. Awesome. Well, and then of course we always want to say thank you. And this podcast was only able to happen by our awesome producer Squee McGee and his production company Rich Chaos Records here in KC. What up, Squee? Oh, having a great week. My uh, my family, and my brother came back in town, so we had a, a nice Thanksgiving yesterday. And nice. Uh, excited to chat some Magic the Gathering here today. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> big shout out to the music provided in every single episode. Pink Royal, R.I.P. Yeah, we'll remember you forever. We'll pour, we'll pour one out for you, boys. <laughs> uh, and hey, guys, stay tuned till the end to get details on how you can learn what the winner from the poll is for December's giveaway. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks Big Tuck and I have and that path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those path to 32 decks, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. So we really kind of broke it down into four categories. The first one is called ramp and setting your board state. We kind of relate that to the grain bill. Yes, and grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts. You need about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Dex always needs ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then kind of next on that brewing process, we have, how does your board actually interact with the person to the left, right, in front of you? We're calling that the hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal, herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Uh, some of them have tons of hops, like the one I'm drinking right now. Uh-huh. Uh, our hop choices help clear and interact the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then next on that list, how does your deck actually close out or win said game so you can actually go home to your friends and family? We're calling that the yeast package. Yes, and yeast are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. 
And then finally in that brewing process, we have shenanigans. These are pet cards and synergies that you just kind of throw in the deck because they're fun. You have sentimental value or they really just don't correlate with the kind of mantra of the deck. We're kind of calling that the spice package. Yes, and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty beer. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of generic spices that turn a brown ale into a spice brown which are very popular this time of year. Ooh. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And I will say that this deck today, guys, I really struggled with yes. getting in the hops, yeast, and uh, spice categories <laughs> because we do have a special guest on who we're going to announce here in a minute, but I could say that I could have almost taken all these cards mm-hmm. and put it into spice. Yes. Not because they fit our definition of spice. They were just so spicy uh, that I almost wanted to change how we did bruise and build. And I also wanted to tell you, Mr. Combo, you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, and then, guys, to kind of seal off the podcast, we got a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tucks, our guests and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a no-budget personal re- recommendation. The only restriction is that you can only do a utility land, land if you yes. choose a land. We still haven't figured out the best way to say that. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get brewing. Yes, I mentioned it. Today we have a very special guest on Brews and Builds. It's the Godfather himself. <laughs> it's Sheldon Minnery and his Ruhan. You did this to yourself, Jeskai deck. What's going on, Sheldon? Hey, fellas, how you doing this morning? Afternoon. Afternoon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's afternoon now. We're doing good. <laughs> oh, we're doing great. Doing great. Like I, guess, I said, di- digesting that uh, yeah. pounds of turkey that we've had over the last forty-eight hours. I guess the time the time that we're recording has no meaning in the future, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It yes, could it's be all the future. <laughs> well, how are you doing, man? Uh, have a great Thanksgiving and everything. Yeah, of course. I had some. You know, we had some of the the friends who have become family over to That's hang awesome. out with us great. and. Uh, Eat and drink, and you know, delve into the wine cellar and and do all kind of things like that. It's yeah, and be merry. It's a little um, eating right now for me is a little tricky. Um, yep. uh, most most folks know that uh, I'm in immunotherapy treatment for uh, cancer, and one of the side effects immunotherapy is chemo that's not poison. Okay, okay, Good. you know, like chemo is we're going to poison you and hope you don't die. Immunotherapy is non-platinum based chemo so it's okay uh, it's 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 stuff that teaches your immune system to uh take care of the the invaders that are that are inside uh one of the side effects of the the stuff that i'm on is a lot of rash and swelling so you might notice that uh i have a bit of a speech impediment and that's because my original cancer was in my throat so the radiation uh, like tore up uh, pieces of my throat, which are normally fine. Mm-hmm. But right now, the swelling has kind of swollen up my tongue and swollen up the inside of my throat. So you hear me sort of uh, slurring on my S's. We, we just yeah. assume that you're on a Bruise and Builds podcast. You might have had yeah. a few yeah, kickbacks. Exactly. That's what I thought out the gate. So. Oh, man, I think I missed an opportunity. <laughs> but no, uh, all sincere, you know, we all hope that everything yeah. keeps going well for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do appreciate you kind of trudging through to, you know, do uh, do the podcast. I know we had kind of set this date a month or so mm-hmm. ago, and and we're excited to, to really talk about this deck. It's one that I know that you had written an article about on Star City Games. Uh, mm-hmm. I read through that. That was pretty interesting. But I'll be honest where I really kind of got the idea for you to talk about this deck as I was listening to the EDH Retcast, and I want to say at Command Fest Seattle, you played Joey and uh-huh. he, with this deck, and uh, uh, the way he kind of described the story was everyone was at the table, 
and you were just kind of trudging along, you know, mm-hmm. the occasional counter spell, uh, playing some mana rocks, and everyone was like, what? What are you doing? And then you kind of <laughs> laid the bomb on with one of the, the crazy cards that we may get into later, and then apparently yep. you pulled out your deck box, and it just said yeah. you did this to yeah. yourself. <laughs> and I, I literally burst out la- uh, laughing. It was an actual <laughs> LOL in real life. I, I love the name <laughs> on the deck box. I have yeah, yeah, exactly. tight stamped on mine. Well, you know, people see it. I, I pull it out, and the name is on the deck box, and they see it but i think it doesn't register if they sure. don't know it you know if they don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. the deck it doesn't register they think it's so cute. yeah so then i put it back away and then the first time one of the you did this to yourself cards comes up then i pull the, then the you box show, back then out. you shove it yeah. right in their face <laughs> <laughs> no i i love it so you know i what we would always like to do when we kind of start off the podcast is have the creator give us a million foot overview on how this deck kind of came to fruition so just give us a little bit of history on how ruhan and this completely opposite ruhan build kind of came to life it was Late 2010, early 2011, like, you know, it's, it was a while ago. Okay. And Armada Games in Tampa, Florida was sort of Commander Central at the time. And, you know, I was playing there all the time and knew the crew and everything. And uh, one of my Monday night gamers, Todd Palmer, worked there at the time. He, he called me over to the computer. He's like, hey, have you ever seen this card? And it's Paralectric Feedback. And I'm like, yeah, that's from like Guild Pact or, my, you know, you know, Ravnik, old original Ravnik. Well, we didn't even know it would be original Ravnik <laughs> back then. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, that's kind of a cool card. And we were in the middle of a time when, uh, at least at the shop, the like the finishing move for a lot of decks was exsanguinate for 50. Oh, sure. Or, sure. Yeah. or something. You know, primetime <laughs> might have... Primetime might have still been legal, so, you know, it's cast primetime, go get Urbor, Cabal Coffers, yep. Walls, yeah, Walls, 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 Exsanguinate, and Todd's like, this is a cool card, you should stick it into a deck, and I'm like, no, I should build a deck around yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't Correct. just go will, in the yeah, deck. This will be the deck. <laughs> I think the first time I played it, I didn't kill somebody with, with the Paralectric Feedback, I killed them with a Mirror Strike. Okay, oh, okay I gotcha, yeah. And it was a, it was a Player had um, original Omnath. Oh, and it was okay. about it was it was about forty nine forty nine. It was it was huge. Sure. And when he atta- he he went to his combat step, he was like, "Oh, the game's a little too early. I don't want to attack anybody." And I noticed he didn't have a mana sink of any kind. Okay, like he had no place to mm-hmm. to, to send his mana. So I'm like, "You ain't got the grapes." <laughs> and he's like. Okay, so he battles me and like mirror strike kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, and so and why did you kind of choose Ruhan? You know, I'm thinking like late 2010, early 2011. I'm trying to think of other Jeskai options. Was Narset? Uh, Narset. Then, I don't think Narset she, out, was out then. No. That came by a little later. No. There, there's, there was like literally no real good options. And Ruhan of the Jeskai options at the time. Ruhan was the stupidest. <laughs> the deck. It was like it was the one that least represented what the what the deck looks like. Sure. Okay. So, uh, so you know, my, my normal line of play while I try to set up, you know, it's some mana rocks and stuff, is just cast Ruhan on turn four, yeah, or turn three if I'm lucky, and just you know start swinging him around. But that's just a distraction. Mm-hmm. That's right? fair. That's, 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 it's a pretty big distraction. Yeah, I was going to say, worst case, worst case scenario is you can gum up the board so much and then just start swinging in for seven and a pop, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I, I I probably, you know, in the hundreds of times that I've played the deck, maybe gotten a dozen sure. com- commander damage kills with him. Because, you know, he doesn't have an evasion, and sure. I don't really, you know, I'm I'm not building around Ruhan. I'm right. just, but yeah, it was it was really the opposite day choice to helm the deck. So I had a question for you, because uh, Mr. Combo and I uh, have tons of decks that we play all the time, so I just put together my 43rd, and I know you obviously, you know, you're into the game so <laughs> just a uh, you kind of yeah, like you it you kind of like it so i was are you has it gotten to the point where you've just played so much where you just have a handful of decks that you really like to run over and over again or do you have 50 or however many lying around 52 50 wow okay yeah you there almost it nailed it yeah. well done well done <laughs> now the the, the follow up question that Gavin Verhe asked when we were on a panel at Gen Con or something actually like three events in a row you know we were at like three events in a row together within a month and he asked, he knew that we'd be on panel. So he asked the question every time, you know, he'd ask the panel, how many decks do you have? And he right. hit me last. He's like, how many do you have? And I'm like 52. How many of them are foiled out? Uh, 51. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Combo's loving it. Oh, man. That, that really does awesome. touch my yeah. soul. I, I uh, finally, I don't know. I, it's in theory, not fully foiled out, but it's fully altered. Blame. From original wizards, yeah. So it's all expeditions. Yeah, hundred uh, yeah, percent non-original. Yeah, so it's it's my yeah, say five color <clears throat> god tribal. Because uh, you mean, know I what, guess... Abra duels they didn't make foils back then. What can we do? Uh, get get far and black border ones. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, you know what? There's your money You're always looking for a new one. You just Uh-oh. you just cost Mister Combo a couple yeah. grand. God, I know. <laughs> so, guys, if uh, you're not familiar with what Ruhan is, it's a colorless and just guy, which is red, white, blue, legendary creature, giant warrior, seven seven. Yeah, mythic. It's a mythic. Uh, and it does have this text that says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Ruhan of Formori attacks that player. So typically when you see a Ruhan deck, it is battle cruiser, command damage, evasion. You throw some swords on this guy and just people yep. are praying yep. to everything. I want to say that Wedge played this on an episode of Game Nights way, way yeah, back I think that's when. right. I yeah. do believe you're right. Um, and, you know, he had swords on there, and I think he actually ended up hitting one. I think it might have been the professor. He hit, like, two or three times in a row off of the dice. Uh, yeah, and they kept being, like, Lords of Chaos, right, and yeah. Professor was like, oh, I don't believe it's such a thing. Because Professor knows something stupid when he hears it. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but one thing, so what, every time we kind of look down at these decks, Sheldon, and, and, you know, with you having 52, you're definitely in the same boat, because I have... 30 big tuck like he says he has 40 something when you have that many decks it's kind of hard to just know every single deck off the top of your head and what the curve is and what the color combination i mean that's just a lot of stuff sure so what we've kind of found is when we actually do these uh, brews and builds episodes it actually helps us look at the color pie Mm -hmm. chart how's the land distribution and things like that so from a color pie perspective it did seem like your deck needs a lot of red mana but it needs more red mana that can actually produce do you ever feel like this deck becomes red color strap yes it, it does and i probably haven't updated the land base well enough over the time that i've updated yeah. the deck yep um i you know i keep a configuration control document on uh each deck so uh, you know i can tell you what has gone in and come out since the wow. since the beginning that's pretty cool yeah, that's um, pretty cool <laughs> and you know i it's i probably haven't uh uh, evaluated the mana base well enough mm-hmm. and yeah occasionally i'm like damn i could use a double red right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or sure. even a triple red so yeah I'll, I'll probably end up uh looking at it i have a friend who is uh, helping me out and he's 
gonna take all my decks because I I just have them in in Word documents. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he's gonna put them up online into a tool and do all this sort of grunt work for me. Nice, that's uh, awesome. So that I, we can evaluate because like the other day I was like, in how many decks am I playing card Y? Uh, and I couldn't answer it. Right. Yeah. It's 21st century, man. We need to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need the series of tubes. <laughs> you need, yeah. Uh, you also then it gets really fun because then you can search on things like Soul Ring and see that you have 50 copies of it or, <laughs> or 39 in my case. So you're like, oh yeah. So all right, cool. Um, and then the last thing that I notice is that your CMC is about actually in line with where me and Beck Tuck are, which I think we've noticed, and especially talking with Jason, that I have some very competitive decks, but a lot of us kind of fit into that 75% mm-hmm. meta to where you're competitive to the board, and you can either scale a little bit up if you're playing a little bit more intense deck, or you can scale down to a little bit more entry level. And so having that 357 CMC, which is what you have, it's not that big of a deterrent. Yeah. But since this is such a reactive deck, do you find that it kind of plays slow at having that high CMC? Because I almost feel like you get the single answer per rotation just because you're not you know, necessarily playing green, so you don't have that ramp package right. in there. I generally, I don't find that I have trouble casting spells when I need to. I think the density of spells that I cast is relatively low sure. compared to right. the action that other commander decks have. Okay. You may only need to be casting one react the spell a turn. Is that what you kind of mean? Whereas other things, yeah. they need to cast several creatures and and Correct. pumps and all that stuff. Got yeah, it. exactly. And then maybe late game, you know, maybe late game there is a, you know, a, a flurry. But by that time when you've got 12, 15, 18 mana, mm-hmm. you can cast the three spells that you need. But but generally, I find that for the most part, I can do what I want when I want. It's just that I don't necessarily want to do all Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sitting tight also. Sitting tight. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. Why don't we just dive into this deck? First one we're going to start off is how do you ramp or the grain bill? Uh, Sheldon, being the guest of honor, why don't you start it off? What's the first card you want to talk about? How about Illusory Ambusher? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the ramp is mana rocks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's nothing really exciting. So the the idea is keeping your hand full and, uh, and making sure you have the choice of cards that you need. You know, the deck doesn't tutor, uh, it just relies on card draw. So the illusory ambusher has flash, comes down, somebody's attacking you with a fatty, and you just throw this thing in front of it, and suddenly your hand is full. So do you kind of see that your playgroup is still kind of more that battle cruiser EDH? You know, one thing that Big Tech kind of talks about in early episodes, he's actually the one that got me into Commander, um, but I think you had been playing for probably a year or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe a year. Tops, yeah. So, but it kind of seems like maybe because I think we kind of got into it like 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Earlier? No, later. I think it was, I think it was think 14 or 15. It's when, I, got back, it's when I came back from China, and I yeah. was there in 2014. And I started okay. playing yeah. uh, when the Fraley's deck was out. All right, so 14, 15, yeah. uh, it seemed like it was more Battle Cruiser, right. Big Fatties, and now it kind of seems like an R-Play group and a local, uh, or I almost said local LGS is a little redundant. Yeah. <laughs> LGS, <laughs> an ATM machine. <laughs> um, that it seems like the big fatties have actually kind of gone to the wayside, and now it's these go wide tokens or Which the sucks. combo. <laughs> I love uh, me some fatties. Yeah, I love some fatties. So have you kind of seen in your playgroup that the fatties are still prevalent? Or have you yeah, seen? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Man, what a treat. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I, wish, I, wish, I wish it was true. Let me bring Reese back. I mean, it, it happens occasionally. Right. 
this particular deck has answers for that. So you got to be able to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. That's and, fair. You know, if, if you're playing reactive, I almost said control, but this deck, this is not really a control deck. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a wrath or two and a little bit of removal, but mostly it's just sit there, wait till somebody tries to do something broken and then punish them for it. And I think you bring up a good point, too, because it's got, Mr. Combo and I talked about like basketball players. It's gotten to the point where if you're a six, seven guy, you can't just be big anymore. You have yeah. to be able to shoot and dribble and pass. Right. Yep. And when you're building a deck, you can't just be like, I'm just going to make a bunch of creatures to figure it out. You have to you have to like think through all these other different archetypes and strategies and how you deal with them. So it's, it's oh, yeah. crazy how it's yeah. evolved over the years. So my first one is an interesting one. Uh, I want to talk about Coveted Jewel. Okay, that's mine too. Yeah, baby! So, that's my second yeah. one. There we go. So it's a six-mana artifact. Uh, when Coveted Jewel enters the battlefield, draw three cards, and then it says tap, add three mana of any one color. But the important thing, right. and I think what kind of makes it work in this deck, is whenever one or more creatures an opponent controls attacks you and aren't blocked, that player draws three cards and gains control of Coveted Jewel, untap it. So this really encourages your opponents to swing at you, which feeds into your shenanigans right. of just getting rid of their stuff, which we'll talk about later in the other three categories. Mm-hmm. But I like, I mean, you know, if you just said six mana, draw three cards, get three mana, you know, tap it. I'd be like, nah, I don't know. I But you're paying, <sighs> you're paying for one more than one more than Guild of Lotus, Lotus. Is drawing yeah. three. I would, yeah, pay you, that every, okay. I would pay that every time. And you immediately get that. I think if this card didn't have the second block of text, and every, it'd be like another but staple. But I don't even run Gilded Lotus in every deck. I, it's, it's pretty close, or at least uh, I feel that that's way. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, Sheldon, what are your thoughts on Coveted Jewel? How does it kind of help work in this deck? You feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Did I draw two cards or did I draw three? <laughs> you sure you want to attack yeah. me with that? <laughs> I feel like this whole... I feel like if I, I, like I ever it. play you when you have this deck, it's just going to be a constant, like, we're like playing this mental game with each <laughs> yeah. other over and over. Do like, you, do you actually have you it? Know, I don't you know. know. Do you have it? <laughs> so, I think, yeah. And I think for, I mean, this card's 89 cents. I think it yeah. is, like a lot of good, a lot of good political deck or like lockdown decks, you're getting the same thing as Golden Lotus and drawing three cards, right? If you're playing like in your Lavinia deck where no one's getting through anyways, I mean, six is, a, six is a lot to pay when you have a two drop commander. Yeah. But I think in most decks, this just does, if, as long as you have some way to protect it, it just does Build a Lotus, but better. Sure. Well, and honestly, I don't think anyone's ever going to use a targeted removal. Yeah, on no, this. Nev- That'd never, be stupid. never. So, uh, well, big tough. No, because because they they covered it. Yes, exactly. They want it. <laughs> it's in the name. We were lucky enough to play with this card in the playtest version during development. Oh, cool. Fellow rules committee member Scott Larrapy was on the design team, and uh, you know, most people know we're pretty close friends as well. And he came down to visit. And Toby Elliott also flew in at the same time, and Scott brought the playtest deck. So, oh, I, you cool. know, this That's is super cool. This is years, you know, this is two years before we ever saw the car. Wow. And we NDA'd one of my Monday Night Gamers <laughs> and played them. And as soon as we saw this card, everybody's like, oh my God, this is such <laughs> it's, a commander. It's, it's card. happened. It's I like, really happened. <laughs> I like that you said NDA'd as yeah, a verb. Exactly. That was good. <laughs> you got NDA'd. <laughs> You've been amazing. served. Cool. Well, uh, so I know Coveted Jewel was Big Tuck's second yep. card. So what was your first card you wanted to talk about? For me, it was a card that I've o- it's always been on the cusp of thinking it's really good. Um, I want to talk about Days Undoing. Okay. So um, this is effectively Time Twister with a catch. So two colors and a blue for a sorcery. Also a pack. Um, <clears throat> each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. If, yours, if it's your turn, end the turn. 
So this does exactly what Time Twister does, but it doesn't exile itself or put itself in its own graveyard, which I think is how Time Twister works. I don't remember. Um, but I've always wondered, this effect seems really good in decks like Nekuzar, where you're okay with the turn ending. But has there been times, and, and again, it was like two bucks and now it's six. So it's kind of like, for me at least, as the king of the budget castle, which isn't budget in and of itself. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like six bucks is a lot for this sort of effect. Have you ever had this in your hand and you've wanted to do it, but you didn't want the end of the turn to trigger? And so it kind of just came a dead card? Or is that, I mean, in this deck, there's so much reactive stuff that probably doesn't happen a lot. First of all, if you're the king of the budget things, you should probably have a shack and not a castle. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. It's a love shack, okay. <laughs> Call out to the B-52s. We're going to give Big correct. Tuck yeah. a really big box for yeah. that side. <laughs> just, it's just um, a refrigerator box. <laughs> the deck doesn't care about the turn end. Sure. Um, as a matter of fact, if Ruhan is on the battlefield and... Oh, oh yeah. And it's going to be an unprofitable attack. Like, you know, I, I, I'm staring down three acidic slimes or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. Then ending the turn is not a terrible idea. And it only costs three mana. Right. So, you know, I'm still going to have uh, mana up for the reactive things right. that I need. So uh, this was actually my second card in the grand. Hey! There we go. Hey. Awesome. Very good. You're just, you're so, just like yeah, us. Very rarely has it proven to be a bad right. choice. Now, filling up everybody else's hand is not my favorite thing. Right. It's just more stuff I for you. More vortex in the deck too. So sure. And it's just more. It's they're just drawing more threats that they're going to pay for when they try to point <laughs> match you. Right. So draw, yeah. draw away. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm the only one left with one because apparently I'm on the same mind as Big Tuck and Big Tuck's on the same mind as Sheldon. I just, uh, I'm just saying, I'm like the Borg. It's just all plugged in. Uh, so my last one is a card that I want to say we talked about during the Marchesa deck tech, Thought Sponge. So Thought Sponge, three colorless blue, creature sponge, relevant creature type. Sponge. Where's that sponge tribal at, Morphon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a 1-1 one -one with flash. When it enters a battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it, equal to the greatest number of cards an opponent has drawn this turn. I'm going to stop there because the one thing that I had kind of mentioned earlier that we've seen, at least in our play group, is the battle cruiser creatures have kind of gone to the wayside. Right. And now it's I'm going to draw like 10 cards, 15 cards, 20 cards. I'm going to get to my threat and looking at you Forrest day two. Yes, so oh, we are. Let me so. draw the whole deck with no hands. Uh, yeah. We, we have a pro player in our group, uh, yeah. Sheldon that at our, uh, tournament a, a few weeks back, he just basically went infinite and just drew a billion cards yeah. every single time. And so thought sponge would be amazing because then you just flash that in for the four and boom, he's going to come in probably as a 10 to right. a 20, 20, somewhere in there. But then what he makes it even better is that when he dies, you draw that much cards equal to its power. Uh, I think this card does so much for your deck. Uh, it allows you to be reactive and pick the point and you'll probably a being the season player that you are, but then also knowing, okay, well, the Nekazar right. player is going to draw. He's going to make us wheel. He's going to make us go through a bunch of cards. And so, so I'm going to cast it at the right time. Trip. And then, you know, he's going to be huge. Or, you know what? There is a Narset player. You know the commanders that want to draw a yeah. bunch of cards. Um, and you know the ones that don't. And so you can kind of save that card for that right opportune moment. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's in Commander 2019 card. It's re relatively mm -hmm. new. It's one of those, uh, you know, one of the thoughts when I put this deck together was... I want to have this deck just create memorable plays. Sure. It's like yeah. epic things. Epic things happen. Like uh, the card's not in the deck anymore, but at SCG Con either last winter or last 
this summer, I don't remember which, I got to Karu Spell Snatcher somebody's Emrakul. Oh, oh, nice! <laughs> so the idea is just to, like, you know, to to have a deck that creates plays that just make the whole table and anybody watching throw their hands up and, yeah. and, and roar with approval. I love it. Yeah, really, outside of just being funny and, like you said, do, do you have the grapes to do it? Um, <laughs> right. um, Great word choice. You know, I, I think it will create a bunch of memorable plays to where even if you win the game or, like, the person with the 49-49 Omnath just gets domed by their own creature, <laughs> you could do nothing but laugh at that and just say, right. well, right. you know what? Kudos to you. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up the Rampant Grain build, guys. Now we're going to head on over to how do you kind of deal with the board state and the hot profile? Um, I'll go ahead and start this one off. Uh, I'm going to talk about Aether Flash. Aether oh, Flash yeah. is a card that I thought was super sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, super spicy. It's a two colorless red, red enchantment. Whenever a creature comes into play, Aether Flash deals two damage to it. So basically, Sheldon, reading between the lines or the tea leaves, this says no tokens is pretty much yeah, what pretty I'm hearing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, get, get yeah. that noise out of yeah. here. No, don't need it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No tokens. Hey, Brago, none of this blink shenanigans stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, don't I, don't I, care. Don't care for that. Yeah. Just stab me in the stomach and get it over with. Reese is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the decks back then, uh, maybe in the in the middle era of when I put this in, that we're doing Exsanguinate for fifty. Yep. We're also yeah. like gave Guru of Spores deck. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that would you know cradle up to 30 mana or whatever. Right. So keeping them off of that is sometimes good. And again, I saw in here, you only have 13 creatures in the deck plus your commander, which this uh-huh. effectively doesn't do anything to. Yep. And a lot of the other Correct. ones are going to be big enough, like, you know, the Sun Titans of the world and so forth, where this two damage isn't even going to matter. Yep. So right. it's, um, I think it's really spicy. And, that's yeah. like, and it's just crazy. Like, again, going through the, going through the spice package, of this could easily just been spice. So yeah. again, Mr. Combo, great job in, in pulling <laughs> these you. out. So uh well Big Tuck, what's your first hops card? So mine is extraordinarily similar to this. I want to talk about one of the minefield cards, this one being Power Stone Minefield. Alright. So again, it's uh I believe it's from Apocalypse, two colorless and Boros. That's red and white. Which is funny because this does exactly what a Boros deck doesn't want to do. Yeah, that so, is kind of funny. <laughs> whatever, whatever creature attacks or blocks, Parasome Minefield deals two damage to it. Again, this only hurts other decks because yep. if you're, even if you have to attack with your commander, two damage is completely insignificant to yep. it. This does the same thing where if you can't get to either flash, this also completely hoses token decks. Yep. Right? And the thing I, yep. the thing I like about this as well is that it's not a you. It's just a general attack, yep. right? So it, it's everybody. Exactly. Yep. So there's there's a lot of cards, a lot of cards that are like this, where it's creatures can't attack unless they're paying a price or they have to like a propaganda. Those sort of effects are only you, are only when they attack you. Mm-hmm. This one, everyone burns for it. Yep. So two damage is not incidental in a lot of decks. Shutting down token strategies, it's gonna make everyone else think. So if you're attacking in with someone, and let's say you're attacking in with a two three, and they have a one two. That immediately turns you off from wanting to attack them as well. Yep. So this does everything that this deck wants to. Helps control the flow of combat. It's amazing. Well, with the 1-2 example, though, the 1-2 would die before it would actually be able to block. That's true, yeah. But that that was the point that I was going to make because, you know, like we talked about in last week's Action 4 news around the the tournament that we had a few weekends back when me and Squee McGee kind of squared off with our Populate decks, his Reese won, my Geared won. I would swing at him being like, you know what? He has two twos. My four, four, four rhinos can through, handle yeah. it. 
he's going to have to double block. Well, this also, outside of just completely shutting off token decks that are 1-1s one right. or 2-2s, two this also does hurt the ones that mm -hmm. are in that mid-range power because it's like, well, normally, I know he couldn't kill my thing. It would just be a chump block. Well, now they could potentially right. kill mm -hmm. it if at least they have uh, toughness uh, three, three or greater. Or yeah. So, so you're just, shaking in your boots a little bit. Which is also, it's again, and it's so stupid because Boris decks, what do they want to do? Make a lot of tokens and attack, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny that this card is completely outside of the color pie for those. So yeah. I just want, I want to mention it. Does exactly what this deck wants to do. Sheldon, what's your first one? I'm going to go with Sunforger. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was There's a Sunforger package, and the reason I picked this for my first one is because it's one of the deck's anxieties, right? We we all know Sunforger is a very powerful card. Yes. But as you pointed out, there are only 13 creatures in the mm -hmm. deck. Using Sunforger is the part of the deck that has caused the most difficulty and made me really have to think hard through my playline. Sure. Okay. That said, of course, then once we have it in a favorable situation, it does everything you right. want. It gets exactly the card you want, when you want it, when you need it. You know, whether it's Mandate of Peace or mm -hmm. any of the aforementioned cards, it does a lot of heavy lifting. So it's the one piece of tutoring that the, the deck and I think And I think there's a card, I'm guessing people aren't going to talk about it because it's kind of a staple, but there's one card in here that is a four-drop board wipe that's instant speed, which is extremely rare to see. So when that card got printed, I think Sunforger decks got a lot of help into it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and the the other thing about Sunforger is it makes Ruhan an eleven. Correct. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so two hits, say goodnight. Yeah, that's fair. You have to block at that point, which would yeah. really be terrible because uh, I feel like, of course, I would get paired up with you when I have my Atraxa deck, right. and I only have like four creatures in the <laughs> so entire here, deck. <laughs> here, here we go. Well, I guess I got a two turn clock, and it's but it's and it also works well because Ruhan will probably survive a fair amount of combat, so you can do the equip second main and then just have two yep. open to go get whatever you want. Yep. What do you think the low end of available targets would be to run Sunforger in a deck? Six. Uh, I'm probably. I'm, I'm probably at, at it. Okay, so, and you think that's like more than six, seven, eight? Yeah. What do you think? I, I want to say you uh, have uh, something like 12 in here. Yeah. yeah. Unless I were running a couple of things that were indestructible, you know, a 10 or a dozen seems about, like... About the low uh, end, yeah, sure. About the low end, yeah. Yeah, and I think that would probably have to do with, because, you know, I kind of do the same thing when I look at a tutor in general, and me and Big Tuck have had other cards, the Fierce Empath, oh, yeah, where right. you're trying to figure out, you know, how many targets, targets do you need get, to make yeah. it get it. And a lot of times it's like between that like five and seven number, but I think Sunforger is a little bit different. Like you mentioned, you have such a low creature count that you have to be able to equip it, then unequip it to yeah. make it even work. So for yep. since you have that kind of loop that you have to jump through, then you kind of need you make sure a you're dozen able to hit something. Yeah, that's, you that's gotta really have good, something. Yeah. You have to have a lot of variety, stuff that makes impact, or it's just like I'd be better off putting another card draw engine sure. in place of that just to yeah, you know get I agree. to it so yeah 100 agree on the, on that point and it's certainly occurred to me oh maybe one day i'll take the sunforger package well i won't take the cards <laughs> <Not yet>. <laughs> <laughs> but i'll take sunforger itself out and just go with some more card draw and see where yeah, it yeah, yeah, that's fair. or something sure cool uh so my last one is one that i i feel like i know you didn't put it in here for these reasons but i feel like this is directly getting at the people that are like Tomer, Saffron, Olive, Josh, all the guys that love drawing cards at EDH because that's what they love to do. We're talking Cerebral Vortex. Yeah! So, <laughs> this is a colorless and is it blue-red instant. Target player draws two cards. 
then Cerebral Vortex deals damage to that player equal to the number of cards they've drawn this turn. I feel like this is a direct yeah. created card to hate out those people in EDH that are like, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to draw 10, 15, 20 cards. And then Sheldon out of nowhere Not is anymore. like, hey, hey, guess what? You're dead. Or the person's like, I don't know. Should I draw the cards? And then he drops that line. I don't yeah, think he I got think, the grace. Maybe, maybe you can't. I don't know. Maybe you're not man enough to. Could be. I guess you're going to have to show me it one way or the other. So, uh, and this is one thing that unfortunately me and Big Talk have a terrible thing whenever we have guests on. We always say, has this card ever no, backfired? Or has this ever worked in this situation? Is this a dead, this a dead card? Uh, so, ha- have you ever killed someone off a of Cerebral Vortex when they've drawn the 10, 20, 30 cards? Absolutely. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I've also killed people when they were at two. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, you're not. Draw. Um, I feel like that's more satisfying uh, than lightning I, bolt yeah. them when they're at two. <laughs> I believe, actually, at whether it was Command Fest or uh, SCG Con Summer, I, I, I don't remember which, uh, somebody was at four, and uh, I killed them with Cerebral Vortex and Radiant. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> like, end, end of your turn. Like, you know, and it was a, you know, it was a situation. It's like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll draw myself down to whatever they play. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, Erebos or something. And they were like, I'll, you know, I'll draw, uh, I'm safe. I'll go down. I'll go to four. Yeah, right. <laughs> no problem. It's not a problem. Oh, man. That's too funny. So, all right. Well, Big Tuck, what's your last hot profile So, uh, I said it's the other... Minefield card. So let's talk about light minefield. Yep. So two colorless, two white for a rare enchantment. Whenever one or more creatures attack, again, it doesn't matter who attacks, it's just yep. attack. Light minefield deals damage to each of those creatures equal to the number of attacking creatures. I think it's really great. Yeah, that seems <laughs> I, real good. I think it's like it works really good in decks that are sitting tight decks, but I also think in a Voltron or sub Voltron thing, this is also really good. Yeah, because I was thinking about like my Jeskai deck, which is effectively a two commander Voltron. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm only swinging with one or two creatures, right? Yeah. And like one point of damage doesn't matter. But this stops someone who has your Rhino deck. If you have oh, four yeah. Rhinos, you're like, well, can't, can't do, do anything. anything. Can't attack anyone. Can't do anything. You know, it's really funny because, Sheldon, you did say earlier, like, you know, you don't have, like, stacks, pieces, and sure. stuff. But the interesting thing is you get a few of these enchantments down. It's not stacks, but it's kind of stacks. Yeah, well, and it's because also... Because it's just like, you won't get punished if you do nothing. Yeah. Right. But if you do right. something, I'm going to punish you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, attack me with one, you know, attack me with one creature. That's fine. Yeah, do it. Right? I'll take one. Right? When I was talking to Joey, uh, when we were in Seattle, uh, he's like, so what do you do when somebody just attacks you with three one ones? I'm like, die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sheldon, what's your last hot profile card? Viashino Heretic. Yes, yes, I love this, this card. This card's really good. Viashino Heretic was in the ancient days of the format, you yeah. know, 2004 or so. Mm-hmm. Just complete house. And, you know, there are always going to be artifacts that need to be blown up. Yep. yep. And, you know, sometimes you deal some damage. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to punish you yeah, for right. playing that artifact while I blow it up. Right. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice Gilded Lotus take five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so guys, oh, you stole my Coveted Jewel? Take six. <laughs> <laughs> and so guys if you're not familiar with what Viashino Heretic is it's two colorless red summon Viashino I guess relevant, that's a cre- relevant creature type <laughs> very relevant uh, it uh, has an activated abi- oh it's a 1-3 yeah. uh, activated ability colorless red tap it destroy target artifact 
Biyoshino Heretic deals that artifact's controller damage equal to that artifact's total casting cost. I actually have the Sheldon in my Neheb deck, yeah. the one where you get the red mana in your second main phase. I think it's Neheb the Eternal, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Uh, yeah, this card's a powerhouse. Yeah. I would say red eats EDH standard. 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 Yeah. There we go. And again, like it, this <laughs> also is in my Rakdos deck because it's damage. Oh, yeah. Dealt to him. Like it's it's really good. She's a um, brick. House. So I think, yeah, I mean, just being able to destroy, like, especially in a deck like this that does sit tight and is reactive, there, it could go where mm-hmm. everyone's like, uh, I'm not going to do anything. You're like, all right, well, because you refuse to do anything, <laughs> I'm going to kill your soul ring just out of spite. Right? And there's like, there's not a single deck. I mean, they exist like a Nikki of the old ways, but like every deck runs some semblance of artifact, whether it's whether sure. it's in cha- um, equipments or rocks or whatever, their draw engine, there's always going to be a target for this. Yeah, I once raced somebody. It was just down to the two of us, and he had Dark Steel Colossus. Oh, and I had Viashino Heretic. Nice. So he'd attack me with a Dark Steel Colossus. I'm like, sure, right? Uh, and end of turn, twelve ya, <laughs> <laughs> and you die. A small amount of damage. <laughs> oh, and then of course for the the, the coup de gras was all right. Well, I guess I got to attack you one more time. I was like a uh, mirror strike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I realized so. Because it's all in the same block, even if the artifact isn't destroyed, it still deals that damage, right? Yeah. Ah, very good. So Dark Seal Forge will discuss you nine every turn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the Board State Hot Profile, guys. Now we're going to slide on over to ha- how do you actually win a game with this deck, yes. the Yeast Package? Like I said, everything we just talked about in Hops, like that Vioshino Heretic, that could have been a spice. Yep. It also could win the game. Uh, so let's see what us three guys kind of put together. Big Tuck, why don't you start this off? What's your first Yeast card? So I want to talk about this uh, it's a blue instant reigns of power. Oh yeah, this sure. is and like I always slept on this card until it actually got used against me, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is just a this is just a game winner. So two colors, blue blue for an instant. Untap all creatures you control and all creature target opponents controls. You and that opponent each gain control of all creatures the other controls until end of turn. Controls controls controls. These creatures those creatures gain haste until end of turn. So again, it's like. Yeah, you can have my 7-7. Seven, seven. I'll take everything else <laughs> and just blast you in the face with it. I noticed that it looks like this is less of a stealing creatures decks like Jason Alts. Yep. And more of like stealing spells and stealing damage that way. Is that just how it turned out? Or is or did you just put in the cards that you thought were like low enough mana where you can do stuff and then also do this during someone else's turn? Where did you kind of make the yeah. make the distinction there? The flexibility of reigns of power yeah. um is really helpful. It certainly as you pointed out can be a very powerful offensive weapon right. i have nothing you have a thing if you don't mind i'm gonna borrow your stuff and kill other <laughs> right person, oh yeah a little uh, bargaining with piece. Them. okay person is at 60 and i can do 30 it was like well you do the 30 and then pass to me and then, and then i'll do the other right, right, that's right. pretty good with your, with your stuff so it, it can be a very offensive weapon can be also a very good defensive yeah weapon. sure you know if nothing else it's a fog mm-hmm. yeah you know once once uh, creatures uh, exchange control they leave combat right so if you you battle me with uh, what could be lethal, and I'm like, uh, I guess I reigns a power here. Right. Then at least I've saved myself. Obviously, prefer to use it as an offensive weapon, but flexibility is the key to air superiority. Or and if someone's attacking you, you can be like, Hey, I'm gonna steal all this guy's creatures, block them all, maybe kill them all, and then leave that person open for the counterattack. Yeah, right? exactly. In a multiplayer game, there's always this kind of lousy choice that mm-hmm. you might be able to make to you know two thirds wrath the board. Right. With an attack and then an unfavorable series of blocks. Yeah. 
Or there's the third option, which I think is even more hilarious because you have so many enchantments that punish people for attacking with their creatures. Oh. Is <laughs> if, if someone's been sitting tight just because they don't want to get punished by doing things because that's what your deck does. It's like, well... Your board's kind of at the point now to where if you had like some removal or some counter magic to right. get rid of my enchantments, I'm going to die. How about I just reigns of power? I'll take all your stuff, yeah. swing with it, and they'll just all I'll die just kill, anyways. I'll just kill your creatures in the old fashioned way. I like it. I like it. That's a sweet card. Well, Sheldon, what's your first East card? Reigns of power. <laughs> It's nice. too good, and it's what? It's I a, almost spit my drink out. It's a buck, right? <laughs> buck 50, so yeah, it's awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's go on over to what my first yeast card is. It's Trove of Temptation. Yeah, see, I was almost going to put this one down, but I'm also... Well, we'll wait till your next yeah, one. Yeah, so, so Trove of Temptation, three colorless red enchantment. Each opponent must attack you with, or a planeswalker you control with at least one creature each combat if able. Second block. Well, so first off, that's what you want people to do right. is force to attack you to either your enchantments punish them or you have your sweet instant speed stuff that also punishes them. But then it just says at the beginning of your incept, create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one man of any color to your mana pool, which we've talked about. Sometimes you need that double red. Sure. You, you need that kind of color fixing. And this yep. is a great way to kind of do that. I think this is the definition of a win card. Because people are going to be like, well, I guess if I have to attack yeah. you, maybe to get the most effective in, so they just don't do it, die to ruin, I'll hit you with several things. And then that's when you kind of come out of left field <laughs> with, well, how about I just play this little three mana deal and all your stuff dies right, or yeah. they deal damage to you yeah. or something ridiculous. So, yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's funny because it, it could almost this is one of the few cards that I think could almost fit into a hop section mm -hmm. uh, because it is kind of dealing with the people around you. It is also kind of feeding into grain, but it's also kind of spicy right? because it's just so unique. And again, it helps like dictate the pace of the game, too, yeah. which I think this deck really wants to do, right? You want to you want to kind of control the attackers, blockers, how people are thinking through their, their lines of play there as well. Right. And w when you add something like, uh, you know, the deck also has repercussion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you add the you have to attack and you're going to take damage no matter what you just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Big Tuck, what's your second card? So my second yeast card is one that I always forget it's expensive. Comeuppance. So three colors and a white for a $6 white instant, which I guess it's only been printed once. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you in Planeswalkers you control this turn by sources you don't control. And I should have brought my glasses because my eyes are straining <laughs> reading this. If damage from a creature source is prevented this way, come up and steals that much damage to that creature. If damage from a non-creature source is prevented this way, it deals that much damage to the source's controller. So pretty much it's just whatever you want to do. If you want to deal me damage, you're going to be paying for it. So if you want to be attacks, if you want to do anything, I will take none. You will take it all back. Again, dead on the theme of this deck. Six dollars, though? It's insane because like this doesn't seem like a card that goes in every white deck, right? But it's four mana. Stop yeah, four mana all stop damage. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is pretty. No, cool. I would love to run one of these. And I think it's only been printed the one time. But anyway, different conversation. <laughs> so, what have you had? A big blowouts with this, where you've dealt, you know, X amount of damage or like knocked out multiple people when they try to do a comet storm, anything along those lines? Yeah, I mean, uh, and every time I play the card, I affect my Stewie voice <laughs> and go. Your uppance will come. <laughs> it, yeah, it, the, the card is consistently a blow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've had people attack into me like the minefields weren't in play, but repercussion was. And 
people have attacked with a pile and not only is it murdered the creatures it's murdered the person <laughs> uh, somebody points a big fireball at your face right. <laughs> and gets wrecked so it's yeah it's a flexibility card uh that doesn't really do much Unless you're trying to do something broken. Mm -hmm. And I will say the art on this is really sweet. Is that an Eldrazi that's like being consumed I by this dark look, cloud? It looks like it to me. Yeah, some yeah. sort of horrible Eldritch yeah. abomination. Well, because I know so. in the commander sets that, you know, they don't stick to a plane. They right. kind of hop all of which I really like. Right. Somebody talked earlier about the mind game that this mm -hmm. deck plays. Yeah. And I had somebody at the shop once playing around comeuppance. Uh, the entire time, never had it in my hand. Never had it in my hand. He's like, I know you're going to play that damn thing, uh, so that you know they they left me around longer than they should have and gave me the opportunity. And at that point, I didn't even have it in the deck yet. <laughs> well, you know, I still got it. It's right here. <laughs> well, that's a great point that you make because that's kind of like in our play group, the cyclonic rift effect. Actually, right. I think probably most play groups is if someone just leaves seven mana open, like it's that? like, nah, I, I don't trust you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and guess so. what? This also gets pulled by Sunforger. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. So, <laughs> it's a two mana spell to stop it. Well, Sheldon, what's your uh, yeast card? Acidic Soil. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. One of the things the deck does is punish greed. <laughs> yes. And if you're going to go ramp, 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 you have 20 lands and I have seven. <laughs> yeah, Not look, anymore! Yeah, we're looking at, we're looking at you, Tatiova. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Forest. <laughs> Mr. Day An two. Another forest <laughs> anti-card. So Acidic Soil, guys, is two colorless red sorcery. It deals one damage to each player for each land he or she controls, which is sweet, because I feel like if this card was printed today, and Sheldon, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like wizards would either say basic or non-basic. Non -basic, yeah. They would probably put some sort of land type in there. It wouldn't just be generic land. Well, having... Having just come off of a design team, I can tell you that, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. This card would probably also cost two red. Oh, yeah. Two, two colors. Oh, two colors, red. two red. Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. RR2 uh, and either basic or or mm -hmm. non-basic. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's one thing I think in the last brews and builds or a couple brews and builds ago where we did a Marchesa, the Black Rose. You were kind of talking about Doomblade and how right. the old archetype would always specify non-black, but now in today's kind of development, it'd probably say tar or target legendary creature right, yeah. or target multicolored creature, something along those lines. Right. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that card's hilarious because it really does, like you say, because one of the things in EDH, it's either you draw tons of cards or you ramp out super, so fast, super fast. Yeah. And that's usually a combination of rocks and lands. Hey, I'm at six lands. You're at like 24. How about you just take 24 damage? Well, there's been times where we've talked about this before where we've run out of basic. We've seen it happen yeah. where you just run out of basics or like fail to find on land. So it happens more than you probably think. Yeah. And this card just domes people up front. And and certainly I've I've killed people by copying it. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like, this screams a, a make a, a low CMC Gabo deck and just. Yes. Yeah. Burn. Acidic soil, reiterate, buy it back, copy it again. Right. And oh, by the way, I have the Wanderer in play, so I'm not taking anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's really funny is I feel like Acidic Soil is a similar hate bear like Armageddon. It's just like, instead of getting rid of all your lands, you're just going to take yeah, damage for all your lands. Zillion damage. Uh, so yeah, I really like that. Um, well, my last yeast card, Sheldon already mentioned it. It's called Repercussion. Uh, this yeah. is a colorless double red. 
enchantment. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. So the reason I wanted to talk about this one is, you know, I kind of talked about that Aether Flash card a little bit earlier. Well, this seems like an amazing nonbo with that. <laughs> so the creature comes into play. It's going to take two damage. Uh, and then this is also going to deal two damage There's to you. The, yeah. And then, hey, by the way, when you attack me and your creature deals damage to itself, it's also going to deal damage right to, you. to you. It, it, it's just kind of it reinforcing this. If you do anything at all, I am really going to punish you for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's the, there's a classic repercussion kill in the deck with Blasphemous. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the... The stars, the the, stars the, align the, and all that, yeah. The, right. And you just need to. But, again, that's a, that's a sort of aggressive move, and the the deck is more of a, a, a reactive... Uh, you know, it's, it's a judo deck. Sure. I could probably count the times on one hand that I've had repercussion and... Got to right. play Blasphemous Act on it. I really want to get you Austin Powers sleeves with Judo Chop on them. <laughs> also, Mr. Combo, there's three Planeswalkers in the deck, and you didn't talk about a single one. I intentionally I didn't because wow. I thought you would. Look at you progressing. He's progressing. I know. I have a fetish for Planeswalkers. Uh, it was just like, you know, it's it's basically like Will and Rowan and the Wanderer. Right. The Wanderer, yes, the prevent, you know, non combat damage. Uh, that's neat, but I feel like a lot of the things that Sheldon's doing in the deck. Most of them, it's usually an instant that redirects it back to right. its original controller, not necessarily stuff that affects him. And then, I don't know, like Will and Rowan, I'm still not 100% sold on them, even though I think I run Will in my Planeswalker mm -hmm. deck, but it's mainly just for the minus right. eight doubling season because it does pass a doubling season test. Mm -hmm. But I know, I know. I'm I was surprised. I, we've talked about <coughs> Could how you say I'm breaking the color pie? We've, ta we've, you, well, we've talked so much about how like the last three episodes we've done, we've only had one unique card between us, between like hops and yeast <laughs> and something else. So I was like, okay, this seems like a Mr. Combo way to handle it. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up how uh, Sheldon wins the game in the yeast package. For the last segment, or I guess not last segment, I guess it's going to be last category. We're talking spice. We didn't have a lot of spice in here because like I said, yeah, multiple wanted... times, the yeast and the hops, it all could have been slammed into spice, but I did try to get it down to at least six cards. Sheldon, why don't you kind of help close out the building of this deck? What is your first spice card you want to talk about? Are a thief. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a real that's a good, good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Are a thief is so good all the time. There are many, many enchantments in Commander. Sure. Every one of them that people play is very, very good. Yep. You play this thing, it has flying so that you know that somebody's not going to be able to attack you with their big dragon sure. without triggering the RF thief. And oh, by the way, if Aether Flash is in play, right. <laughs> yeah. oh god, it's dead. That's what I was gonna say. Like Aether Flash or the minefield card that I talked about. It's too damage. Like, right. all right, I'm just gonna do this whatever I want. That's real good. Oh, you got that uh, omniscience? Now I not do. Not anymore. Hey. <laughs> right. uh, that's great. And so Aura Thief, guys, because you're probably not familiar with it. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of this one. Really, it would really go good in Estrid. Mm -hmm. It's three colorless blue creature illusion. That is a relevant creature type. Yes. I think two two flyer, but it has this cool line of text. Like you've probably been alluding to when it goes gets put into a graveyard from play basically dies uh you gain control of all enchantments pretty it's good seems pretty, pretty good, good. <laughs> especially like we have talked at ad nauseum card reference right. uh, oh, on nice. this podcast uh enchantments are very difficult to get rid of um i do see wizards doing a little bit more work into trying to create more unique ways to hit enchantments but for the most part when you're talking edh 
standards. There aren't that many enchantment sure. removals in every single color. So being able to gain control of those enchantments when people are usually feeling pretty good about themselves, like, oh, I got these two or three things down. No one's going to waste right. a single removal because I'm still going to have the other two. Hey, I'm going to take everything. You ever had three copies of Ristic Study? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, that's I want so to mean. now. <laughs> You'll never forget it. <laughs> So my first spice card is the definition of spice for this deck, because as Sheldon kind of mentioned, Ruhan is only in the deck as a distraction and he was oh, only yeah. relevant uh, three color Jeskai commander back in the day when he built it. We're talking Rogue's Rose Passage. Passage sure. Yep. Uh, so this is a land taps for a colorless, but it does have four tap target creature can't be blocked this turn. You're I mean, like like Sheldon said, he's probably won a dozen ish games off of command damage. Uh, or I guess I should say eliminated players mm -hmm. off command damage. And so it could be one of those things to where it's the grinder. He's doing the answers. Other people have answers, you know, as decks get more streamlined and competitive, you know, he could end up sitting down at a pod where someone is also playing an answer deck. Well, this is a great way to be able to get, hey, three turn clock. I'm going to just keep paying four mana. I'm going to keep bashing you for seven. Uh, maybe Sunforger's on there, and it only takes two turns to kill right. you. Um, right. But, you know, Rogue's Passage is definitely one. It's a great land. It's There's never really a deck. I mean, I think this is probably one of the few decks, kind of like my Attracts a Planeswalker deck, where it's like, do I really need it in there? I Maybe I slot something else in. But I do think it probably helps fill that void of, if, if you're spending all of your answers all game and the other players are being resilient, you at least have one way that you could try to close it out so you're not there for three hours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's when the card came out, I'm like, well, it seems like it's worth a slot. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's it's a it's even a land, even though it taps for colors, it's still not like an ith or something. This is an actual land that yep. you can count towards your lands right. that has this really, really good thing stapled on the butt of it. Yeah, if it were, if it were an enchantment or a artifact, I wouldn't yeah. play it. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. It still um, gives you a turn one, turn one soul ring, so yeah, there, there you go. go. Big Tuck, what is your spice card? So I had one that I think has had one of the biggest and stupidest price jumps that I can think of. This card is only played in, I would imagine, two decks, which this is one, and there's one other archetype that it has it. <laughs> okay. Mischievous Quinar? Quinar? Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Four colors in a blue for a 3-3 three, three beast. Morph, which is important. Colorless blue blue. So obviously you play it, you pay it for three. It's a two-two when it's face down. And then you morph it for that color. When it's turned face up, copy target instant or sorcery spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And then it also for five turns itself down. So this card is currently seven fifty. I'm and sure it spiked when the new and that, and I, I was yeah. like, there's only one thing that could have possibly done this. And I looked. It was below a dollar until wow. August 19th. And then because <laughs> Because there's literally 16 good morph creatures that were printed before the new deck came out. And this happens to be one of them. Thank so, you, Kadena. Yeah, thanks, Kadena. You did it. So someone who has a box of Scourge sitting at their house really came out top on this. But again, like I think this does exactly what this deck wants to. And the fact that it's repeatable. It's mm -hmm. just a repeatable threat. People aren't going to burn a Doomblade usually on a morph or something, right? Even though maybe once maybe. they figure it out. Uh, so you might, you, Once I cast my Expropriate right, and exactly. Sheldon does like, that yeah, a couple I'll take, times, yeah, I'll, I'll take, take a that. copy. <laughs> is there anything memorable where you got to steal an Expropriate or something? you know got to make a copy of it to, to help close it out with this one in particular nice time nice stretch, time oh, stretch. Yeah. Oh, yeah i want one of those too <laughs> i actually think that the biggest noise i got when i did this was at gen con some few years ago and kid sits down 
And he's like, uh, casual deck, sure, great. And then I have this in play. I think I might have, you know, mana rocked into it or sure. something. I've got this on the battlefield, and it's turn four or five. And he's like, ramp, 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 turn five, tooth and nail and twine. Oh, real <laughs> casual. Yeah, real casual. <laughs> so I unmorph this. I was like, can I copy your tooth and nail? He's like, sure. And I picked up the deck, and there was, at this point, there was a, a giant crowd. There was probably 30 people railbirding. And I picked up the deck, knowing what was in it. With both hands, I held the deck up over the top of my head as I flipped through the cards until I knew when I had gotten to the first card that I wanted, when the crowd went wild, and that was, of course, Draining Welk. When it ETBs, counter target spell, and put its CMC in counter. Oh my oh, gosh! That's so filthy! <laughs> yeah, it's not in here anymore. Why'd you no. why'd you cut that? That yeah. seems amazing. Cards gotta be cut. You know, yeah. You know, yeah, sure. a deck when you had a deck eight years. Right, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, we're, we've been there. Wow. Cool new stuff has to come in and old friends have to go elsewhere. <laughs> but that is amazing. Uh, I bet you that was yeah. that, he had to just be in shock when that happened. Yeah. And then of course it just flew over with the draining welk over three turns. Yeah, turn. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Look at our baby. What you get for lying about your deck, yeah. kids? <laughs> Q Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. I will get blasted in the face. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Now we're gonna head over to the bottle cap. We're gonna hear Big Tuck, Sheldon's, and myself's cards that we would cut from the deck and cards that we would add. Under $5, under $50, any personal recommendation. And if it's a land, it'll be a utility land. So, Sheldon, this being your deck, why don't you start it off? What card are you going to cut? And what card under $5 would you add to the deck? I would cut Coalition Relic in favor of another mana rock. Okay. okay. The power of Coalition Relic is is getting that extra mana on your turn. And I so rarely use it. Mm-hmm. That I feel like I waste it so many times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have an Arcane Signet, for example, in here. So just swapping out Coalition Relic seems like a good call. It looks like you do have uh, an Arcane Signet. Yeah, you do have an Arcane Signet in there. Oh, I do. But you could cut, See, look, look at that. That's, that's the, the curse of having 50-plus yes, exactly. decks. <laughs> so you, uh, could, you could cut this. I think one thing... Throw like Talisman in there. Or a Chromatic Lantern, which oh, we don't yeah. have in here. We yep. probably, it might be a little better just to round out your base a little bit. Yeah, it, there are a number of things. The under $5 card that I would put in is a blowout every time I play it. Everybody has to read it because they've never sure. seen it. <laughs> and it's called Keep Watch. Keep Watch is a blue and two instant from old border. Judgment, set. by the looks of um, it, right? Judgment, I think, yeah. And you draw a card for each attacking creature. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, seems pretty good. <laughs> and I like that it's not even so, draw a card for each attacking creature that's attacking you. It's just in general. Right. Like we, like I, we kind of talked about earlier, right. if this card was designed today, it would probably be creatures attacking you, not just generic. Oh, man, that's good. Do you think our uh, Californian friend Mike has this in his Cephalid deck? Because it's clearly got one on the on the art of it. So I play this in my Feldegriff deck. Oh, yeah. Which is a, it's a Marrow Sorcerer deck. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. It, you know, it, it has all the Multani and, sure. and whatnot. And, of course, it also has Psychosis Crawler. Ooh. So Psychosis Crawler in play. Well, I'm going to go wide and murder you with my 30 creatures. Keep watch, murder you with your right. 30 creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, I love it. So my first one under $5 to cut is actually cut Mystic Monastery. I know we talked about how you need the colors. I just don't like the enter the battlefield tap trilands. They're great on a budget, but I think we could be honest with each other here. Uh, you got, you got, you got Aber duels in. 
this deck is not worried about <laughs> land budget. Um, but the card that I think you should add is basically just another Academy Ruins, but for your enchantments. Hall of Helios Generosity. Oh, the new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a new one. Yeah. Uh, legendary land, tap, add a colorless, so it's still going to give you some mana. And with the Chromatic Lantern suggestion that Big Tuck made, you know, now I can tap for whatever you need. But... You have so many good enchantments in here to where if the three people kind of recognize what you're going to do, or maybe they've heard this podcast or read your Star City Games <laughs> you article. You run or, into one of the 16 people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they start target removing your enchantments. This is a great way. Hey, colorless white tap. I get that enchantment back to the top of the library. Sure. And it's reactive because it doesn't even say you have to do this during your turn. You could just wait till the end. And if everyone's so scared and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go ahead and grab that Aether flashback. Not a big deal. Yeah, it seems like a, a really nice yeah, choice. And it's only 350 right now, which I think this card's only going to go yeah. up in price over time. Well, Big Tuck, what's yours? So I actually held my tongue about this earlier. <laughs> I am not a fan of the Thought Sponge. Really? I, just, I don't I don't think it's that exciting, to be honest, unless you're playing against like big draw decks. As soon as I read this and this got spoiled, I thought it was okay. I was like, this could be okay in Marchesa, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's way too situational because I feel like a lot of times this might only come down for two or three, okay. depending on what deck you play with. So I thought there was one uh, that actually got inspired by my last card that I talked about in the Spice. Will Bender. Oh, yeah. Will Bender's great in this deck. So Will Bender's colorless and a blue for 1-2 Human Wizard. Uh, also has more for a colorless and a blue. So you may cast it face down for three, turn it face up. When it's turned up, change the target of target spell or ability with a single target. So again, if someone's trying to fireball you, anything along those lines, all those things still say target player, you can just immediately flip this over. Or if someone, I think uh, Time Stretch says target player, Right. Yes. So, okay. Uh, yeah, yes. I'll take that time stretch. Uh, I don't know if expropriate does, but no, it's just each player yeah. votes. So, so there's, but there's a bunch of things, a bunch of spells where it's target player takes X, Y, and Z. And now for two mana, you're going to say like, yeah, I'm just going to take that. You don't get that anymore. I'm just going to hold on to that for you. Will Bender certainly was a card that was in the original design okay, of sure. the deck. Um, I, I'm actually, I'm looking up my sheet right now to see when it came out. And when I put M20 stuff in. Oh, okay. Okay. So, ha! Came, so, it, it, so it, loser. it had been in since the beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. Ah, okay. Like, eh. I, fi I figured it would be on the same. I figured this uh, was right on the line of what you were trying to do in the deck. So I was kind of surprised when I actually yeah. double checked it and see it in there too. So I ended up taking out it and the Karu Spell Snatcher at the same time. Mm. And was like, ah, okay, I've done the morph thing. It's, you know, it's, it's, I've had laughs with right. it. But I don't want to keep telling the same joke over sure, and over again. Sure, sure. Fair enough. Well, I, I think it's going to wrap up our under $5, guys. Now, uh, for the under 50 bucks, Sheldon, what are we cutting and what are we adding? The card that I'm taking out, uh, if I have to, is Ristic Study. Oh, sure. wow. Ristic Study is a great magic card. There are many great magic cards that are very, very good at winning games. Mm -hmm. Winter Orb is a very yes, good Yes, it is! Oh, I love no. it! <laughs> I love this so much. Yuck. I'm so happy. My, my stomach but, is turning. But, like Winter Orb, Ristic Study is so... Yeah! <laughs> and I just, I don't, I don't want to do it to my friends anymore. Right, yeah. You know, if I'm playing with the people I like or the people that I've just met, I just don't want to do this to them anymore. Fair. So he adds in oh, Smothering Tide. Yeah, Smothering Tide. The card that I would put in would be Sensei's Divining. Tide. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because it really only affects you. So right? I get yeah. basically some of the same effect. And in my games, we know how to play Sensei's Divining Top. And it's not at end of turn of anybody to your right. Right. 
It's on the turn of the player to your left, yeah. and then you just reserve the right to change your mind if the board state changes. Mm-hmm. That's how ca- that way we, we play the game very casually. Sure, so sure. yeah, you know we kind of do the same thing when it comes to tutoring, or it's like, hey, I'm just gonna go ahead and pass. I'm gonna go get this card, and then even if it kind of goes around and they're still kind of looking, it's like I'm gonna play this land. If you know if it's early game, then it's yeah. like you can just go ahead because I'm gonna draw a card, play this land. And then I'm going to put down this thing, uh, but I still have to go through right, it because yeah, I'm doing my, do uh, you know, expedition map or something like that. It's, it's yep, a great yep. card. I mean, and we actually have never talked about top on this cast just because it is such a popular card. Right. It's in 13% of all EDH decks. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Which it's is funny. No land or else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But since he's dividing top guys, colorless artifact, colorless, look at the top three of your library, then put them back in any order. And then you can tap it whenever you want, draw a card, then put top on top of the owner's right. library. Basically, it has protection from anything and draw a card. Yeah. So uh, re- really, really good. Get you set up for your next few turns. Uh, I can draw your card in a pinch too if you need it. So yeah, I mean it's it's yep. definitely definitely a staple standard kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think it does great for what this deck wants because once again you're reactionary. You aren't really doing stuff on yeah. your own turn for the most part. So like you said, you know mm-hmm. you kind of play by your your uh, your play group's rules where you have the top. Just go ahead and look at it. You can reserve the right, but then it's just one mana. You're still going to be able to react mm-hmm. to whatever else you need to. Yep. All right. So my under 50, I'm going to recommend we cut Coveted Jewel. I know I talked about it. I'm going to recommend we cut it. And here's the thing I wanted to do. I really wanted to keep with the soul of how you built this deck, Sheldon, with a I want to use everything my opponents have against them. And this card was too hilarious to pass up. We're talking Thieves Auction. Oh, this this Four one is great. colorless, trip red, sorcery. I had this in some deck and I lost it since, so I can't remember where it went. Set aside all cards in play. Starting with you, each player chooses one of the cards set aside and puts it into play tapped under his or her control. Repeat the process until all those cards have been chosen. You get to choose first, so you do get first pick out of the litter. Usually your board state's probably going to be mostly lands with maybe unenchantment and a couple mana rocks. So you're not really losing that much. It's only one more mana than coveted jewel. And I feel like this really gives into the soul of your deck. I know this is more meant for chaos, but I think this is really a, oh, yeah, that Blightsteel Colossus. Wouldn't that be terrible if someone yeah, if else someone had else control of it? it. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought this would be funny. It's only one more mana than what coveted jewel is. And I, I think it just fits the theme really good. And it's only $2.29. So I so my I had this in some deck and I think I cut it because it went on to it makes the game like slow to a crawl for a second. But I, I resolved this. Then next turn, everyone's like, I don't know what to do anymore. I was, like, okay. <laughs> I was like, OK, fair enough. I'll just warp world. And then we sat there for another like 45 minutes just resolving that. It was it was incredible. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> and then some idiot has hive mind. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes that idiot is me because they're all in the same deck. <laughs> Big Tuck, what's your under 50? So I was going to cut out uh, reverse damage. Okay. So colorless, white, white. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you, prevent that damage, you gain that much life. Definitely in the soul of the deck. I just know that there's so many different ways that you can lose the game besides just damage. Mm-hmm. Life gain, to me, isn't as, in, isn't as important commander as other things. So um, instead, I went with a different card that will help you kind of drive through, control the the control the pace of the game. We're talking Master Warcraft, two colorless, and then Boros Boros. So two colorless, red white hybrid, red white hybrid. It's an instant. Cast a spell only before attackers are declared. You choose which creatures attack this turn. You choose which creatures block this turn and how they block. <laughs> 
Yeah, that seems so, like kind of what he again, wants to do. Again, it's like if you have eight mana and someone has a huge board state, you can just steal you reigns of powers, cast this, steal all their stuff, attack them wherever you want so that no one can block, and just close out the game. So again, this one's a little more dependent on playing against creature heavy strategies as opposed to combo or, or direct damage. But again, controlling the controlling the game, controlling who's dealing damage with what. This seemed like it was a slam dunk card in this. And again, it's 64 cents. 35 cents. 35 cents. Come on, wow, don't yeah. double its price. Right? <laughs> really really busting the bank. Couple of quarters. And just does everything that this deck wants. So was this ever, do you know if this was ever in the deck before, Sheldon? It was okay. not. And the reason the reason that it's not, it was never in the deck was you determine <laughs> what creature attacks. Sure. But you don't you don't get to determine who it attacks. Ah, true. Oh, so okay. the controller, the creature still so it's just true. That's true. To do what you want, sort of in the same mana region, insurrection seems like a better choice. I mean, Master Warcraft probably really funny with some blocking scenarios that you could wipe out a bunch of creatures with. But yeah, I, I've had it. I've had it in another deck, and I was like, oh, it's not, it's not as exciting as you do. want it to. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up the under fifty bucks. Sheldon, bring it home. What is your personal recommendation with no budget? If I'm going to put a card in here with no budget, it's probably going to be Tabernacle. At Come on! <laughs> Damn it, Forrest, what have you done? <laughs> so this, the, is, this is the card that incited the, the bit of text before that says only lands that are utility lands. We had a hardcore yeah. no land policy for um, a while. And then Forrest Day 2 Wong came in here and threw it all away! <laughs> it's a utility land. Yes, yes, it is. It but, is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very you, nice utility yeah, land. Right. It's very budget budget friendly, too. Yeah, the, the card I would cut is Cerebral Vortex because mm. I've played it since the beginning. And again, it's it's just something that it's I'm the same. Uh, OK, I've done. Yeah, I've done it. And I find that it doesn't actually work as often yeah, sure. as it I wanted it as intended, because the players that are generally drawing those big bunches of cards are also blue players, which means if you're going to kill them with a with a Cerebral Vortex, they're probably going to have a counter spell to, to save themselves anyway. You know, if the, if the person has omniscience and drawn their library, yeah, they're going to have another uh, something to it, stop you it, with. They're going to they're going to have a negate in there or right. whatever. So I find most often for me in this deck, Cerebral Vortex has been me draw two and lose sure. two life. Yeah. Now, come on. I mean, you have been playing magic since like the mid 90s, late 90s. Uh, I'm yep. sure you have a tabernacle. Yeah, or you have one to, at some right? point back when they were probably yeah, yeah, like two, three bucks. Yes, I have. A, I have at least one tabernacle. What, right, what well, deck does it reside in? I'm kind of curious now. Uh, none at the moment. Oh, okay. oh we just found there a home for it. Look at that. Commendable. Commendable. So my personal recommendation, I'm going to be cutting Sun Titan. I know. Seems crazy. But out of your non-land, you only have about 15% of your deck that can be targets. So And uh -huh. I will be cutting, uh, for my last one, I'm also going to be cutting a card called Dazzling Reflection, which is a colorless and a white for an instant. You gain life equal to target creature's power. The next time that creature de would deal damage this turn, prevent that damage. It's but, kind of a one-shot. Yeah. It's whatever, but... But I we want to add a Game Ender, which literally just now... You mentioned the card. Yeah. We both bit down because we don't share yeah, these with each other. Exactly. It just happened <laughs> on the count of three. Three, two, one. 
Insurrection. insurrection. Uh, <laughs> this deck screams that it wants insurrection. And again, I'm sure so I, bad. I guarantee it's been in the deck at some point, and you probably cut it because it's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Let's, yeah. let's look and see when it was in. So while Sheldon's looking that up, guys, insurrection is the red. EDH standard to end, end the game. games. Yeah. It is five colorless, trip red, untap all creatures, and gain control of them till end of turn. They gain hasten till end of turn. So basically for eight mana, you should win the game right, right then. But it just works so well in this deck, right? Oh, it's yeah. Totally, I know it's like totally generic, and as soon as I wrote that down, I was like, eh, but it's but it it's so good. Yeah, it fits so perfectly. Yeah, it's not like you're just throwing it in because right. like, oh, like, oh, I play I red. Need a, I just need a way to win. win. Yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. want to use their stuff, stuff to right. kill them. So I took it out in September 2014. Oh wow, wow. It's been a while. When I put deflecting. Pie oh in. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, just reduce the CMC that's, by yeah, six. Exactly. <laughs> so again, I know we can feel your disappointment waving through the internet. So we're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry to bring such low brow run in the mill cards. It's so good in the deck. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, that's gonna wrap up the bottle capping. Hey guys, thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway. We're going to be giving away a drum roll, please. Big Tuck EDH deck. So we had a poll going, Sheldon, for the December giveaway that we're going to do to where our uh, listeners would go vote on whether they wanted just some random jank deck that me and uh, Big Tuck had put together. Or we did get custom cards developed for each of us. Um, And the only reason you won was because I had so many people comment on Facebook and Twitter and stuff that said, hey, I would actually like the Big Tuck one. Really? <laughs> um, so I took that into account into the vote, so I think you got it by like one or two votes. Suck it! It's a squeaker! <laughs> yeah. It's a squeaker! Um, and yeah, so we'll read, the, you know, that way Sheldon kind of understands what is now going to be part of our December giveaway because I think awesome. this episode will air in mid-December. Uh, his card, Sheldon, is called Big Tuck God of the Brews. It's seven colorless Naya. So that's white, red, green. He's a legendary enchantment creature, god samurai monk. He's a zero five. He has indestructible trample, haste, and bushido six. Because we need more bushido yeah, in our why lives. Not? There's not enough why bushido not? out there. Uh, this spell costs one colorless less to cast for each token your opponent's control. And then it says as long as your devotion to green, white, and red is less than nine, it's not a creature. So it kind of goes off the old Theros right. gods. Uh, but it has this very cool line of text. That's very Big Tucky. Uh, whatever Big Tuck attacks a player and is not blocked, you may exile the top three cards of any library. You may cast non-land cards from among them until end of turn. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any type now to cast those spells. So it's like, do you just want to get hit for nothing and then he gets yeah, three cards get off anything? Spell, or? Uh, or do you want to possibly block and with Trample Bushido 6? So... Uh, that'll be the Seems deck good. that we're going to be building around. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for everyone out there. Uh, and all you Vorthos nerds can still suck it. So what else do I have? Jimmy, got- I'm, Jimmy I'm still coming for you. Uh, <laughs> just, just keep it going. And you can't fi- you still can't find me on Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> and I uh, want to mention Tice, Scott, Drake, Drake. <laughs> yep, there we go. Give, give a shout so many out people to, to thank. The, the, the little Tice uh, back in Chi-Town. Yep. Uh, what, what? Love you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the things. So, so uh, guys, if you want to enter to win that deck, it's extremely simple post on twitter a classic christmas song but swap the words for mtg related things <laughs> I, I, that would, I actually would give actually, me a please laugh. do that i will i will make if <laughs> yeah. somebody makes one i will make it sound awesome 
Uh, but you know what? You can also help promote the podcast and the website. You're going to get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media and our sponsor, Level One Gaming. Like, for example, follow our Twitter accounts, like our Facebook pages, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. We're going to announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News on January 7th and social media soon after. And yes, of course, we're going to be doing these giveaways each month. It could be a sweet deck or, I guess, jank deck. We don't know what it's going <laughs> to look like. Uh, uh, like this one, or it could just be a sweet card. We're just going to have to see what Level One gaming has in store for us but you know please leave feedback on all your different podcast platforms uh if we completely suck you know go ahead and tell us because then it'll keep people like sheldon forever not being on our <laughs> podcast we're like god these guys are garbage us, us tricking these titans of industry <laughs> yeah, they, into, they, coming, how did they get negative three stars yeah. <laughs> uh but you know what if you did like it love to hear the feedback this actually does kind of help tailor the episodes mm-hmm. we've gotten feedback on reddit twitter and on itunes so that of course we do actually look at that if you want to reach out to us and also know more ways to enter the contest Here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comma number five, all spelled out except for the five on Twitter. Big Tuck, where can they hit you up? Still can't. <laughs> yep. But hey, you know what? Uh, you you uh, lady ginger redheads out there, uh, ladies touched by fire, if you will. I like that. Don't worry. You don't have to hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter because apparently in two weeks, he's just going to do one for New Year's resolutions. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that comes uh, But hey, hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter because uh, we want to get him out there so that way he and Jimmy can start this non-existent before. You can also, on my side at least. <laughs> you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Basically type in CMD Tower anywhere but a uh, uh, Instagram, basically. Yeah, exactly. You're going to yeah. find just, us. Just don't ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah don't, don't <laughs> If you could dogpile it, we'll definitely show up there. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, uh, another thing that I will say, guys, is actually type in cmd tower i have a lot of people that are like we can't find you because well, they type in command, command tower, tower yeah. uh so that would be nice also be sure to check the website because every single one of these episodes big tuck does put a lot of work in to do uh links to the deck so that way you can go look at it so if you want to go check out sheldon's full deck list and also potentially buy it that's you know we'll have the tap tap page linked in there but then also we'll have all of our cards and cuts and stuff so uh that would be awesome if you want to engage our fantastic production team for your own future projects, how would they do that? Squee McGee. Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. I'm also at richchaosrecords.com, or you can ask me any question you'd like at Dear Squee on Twitter. Happy to answer those. Could be, you know, a personal problem. Could be sure. a magic-related question. Whatever you got, I'll give you a pretty honest answer. And, you know, if you like it, that's great. If you don't, meh whatever (laughs) and he does music podcasts and they do have a full studio here in the kc metro area so if you want to come strum guitars bang on maracas i don't know if that's the way you use them but that's the way you're gonna do it Uh, squeeze box uh you you can definitely hit them up and book a session with them sheldon if our people want to reach you if they don't already know how to do that what are some different ways they can reach out to you and also what projects are you involved in that you want our listeners to know about uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shovel Menery on Facebook by my name as well. And of course, on every Thursday at StarCityGames.com, uh, writing about the best magic format in the history of magic format. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, some people, uh, it, it's a, a brand new development. Everything on Star City now has gone behind the paywall, but everything is free 
a week later. Oh, oh awesome. Great. Yeah, that's, that's great. awesome. So your yeah, so your premium subscription will get you stuff early, but if you want to go back and, and uh, check out the archives, you can do that. As far as projects go, I have just wrapped a two-month contract at Wizards of the Coast to do magic design. Wow. Uh, so I work on some things that you'll see in a couple of years. Probably have forgotten that I worked on them. <laughs> if you don't know, uh, I'm bowing like Wayne's at, World. We're not yeah, worthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll be appearing at Command Fest DC uh, in the middle of December. I believe it's the 13th. 15th. Oh, so probably right when this is airing. Uh, yeah. So, hey, make sure you yeah, find Sheldon. That's it. Yeah, I'll be there. And the, the whole reason I'm there is to play Commander with the fans. Oh, so. Sweet. I love uh, it. So find me in the area. If you want to combo me out on turn two, good for you. <laughs> We're talking to you, Mr. Combo. Yeah, look at I can't do that. Not anymore. <laughs> I know. Paradox Engine, uh, RIP. Uh, RIP is correct. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting commander stuff happening in 2020. Yep. You know, uh, I assume that you've, you've seen all the yep, announcements yep, we, from a few weeks ago. You know, I was in the building when that happened and there were one or two of those things I didn't even know about. Wow. I knew about most of them, yep. but there were, there were one or two. I'm like, man, you guys are really, really ramping it up. So, uh, you know, 2020 is going to be the year of commander. Uh, I will be at as many command fests, magic fests and Gen Con and as other shows as I can manage to get myself to that trip to DC is going to get me status on, uh, on Delta. <laughs> there you go. Now I know why <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> So I was like 800 miles short uh, for status uh, for the D.C. trip. So now I'm flying from Tampa. Instead of Tampa, Atlanta, D.C., I'm flying Tampa, Detroit, D.C. Oh, let's take a little little detour. Well, hopefully Detroit's weather won't be snowy or you might be just spending uh, Command Fest in Detroit. (laughs) In D.C., yeah, in Detroit, yeah, hopefully. So the Commander RC is doing a lot of things. Um, You're going to notice in the... In the coming year, uh, a new website. Oh, great! Uh, getting us in, getting us into the twenty first century. <laughs> uh, and one of the other things that's really on my been really on my mind lately is commander content creators. And there are plenty of people who would like to be content creators and don't have any idea how. Uh, what's What's more important to me have faced significant barriers to to getting started. When I'm saying barriers, I don't necessarily just mean money because I, you can podcast or even make videos for not a lot of money. There's a discord called Commander Content Creator Help or something like that. And those folks have been really, really good talking to people about how to get started on a shoestring budget. I want to focus on the diverse voices uh, who haven't had the opportunity. To, to get started in commander content creation. So that's those are the, the folks that I'm going to look for, cultivate and support in the near future. So if there are people that you that you know about, if you're listening, if you've had some barriers to getting started as a content creator, talk to me, um, you know, find me on social media, email me my first name dot last name at Gmail. You know, I'll see what I can do to help you out because um, it is the best way to ever play magic. And I'd really love to hear more diverse voices talking. Hell about yeah. It. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know, not not many people with your type of status, clout, and just reach, uh, you know, offer that up. Uh, or if they do, it's an empty thing. But, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I know that, uh, you know, our main guy that runs CMD Tower had me write something up for you, I think like a month, month and a half ago. My, I know you uh-huh. were kind of looking for like, hey, what are the challenges that people yeah. kind of run into? So, you know, I know that you're very sincere about that. And I can definitely say we appreciate yes. what you're doing out there because there is a lot of yeah, d- sure. diverse voices. And that's literally why Big Tuck and I decided that we wanted to start podcasting and partner with CMD Tower is because we were like, you know what? We kind of look at decks completely 
different than other yeah. people. And so we just had a different right. way to look at EDH. But then there's just, you know, I know Watsi is doing a huge push for just diversity in the game world and outside the game world. Um, and, you know, not many companies do that. A lot of pe- companies try to, you know, really suppress that. So that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Sheldon. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes all I can do is uh, signal boost things. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at least I can do that. If somebody's already started doing something and it's worthwhile, I'm happy to do so because I really believe a rising tide lifts all boats. I think that there's plenty of room in the content creation biosphere uh, for a lot more voices than are currently talking about command. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank cool. you. And then guys, you know, lastly, we talked, we mentioned it in the last cast, if you want to support the show and as well, hook up our sponsor with the orders that you were already doing, head over to level one gaming.com. When you place your order in the order notes, just type out CMD tower. So they know that you came from what we now like to call the collective. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the we collective. also have, they have a Facebook and a bunch of sweet events happening in the Kansas city Metro area, which commander reunion is going to be happening next July, which I think Sheldon, you're going to try to make that out. I, I know you're going to be attentive at the moment, I am. but you know, one of the events that we we do have coming up is the CMD Dower debate, which is going to be happening on December 28th. Squee McGee and I will be squaring off on who has the best populate commander. Yep, yep. With it's Big squee. Top it's squee, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, except I already beat you with the populate head to head. And then what'd you say afterwards? Oh, if the third player had a better board state, it would have been a way different game. Yeah, but we're talking one on one right now. We're talking, talking multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're going to be supplying pizza. And then after the debate recording, all three of us are going to have booster packs as a bounty system. Beat us in an EDH game, and bam, you just win a pack of cards. Come hang out with us at Level 1 Gaming. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Make sure you RSVP on the Facebook group. Like I said, you can head over to CMD Tower or Level 1 Gaming on Facebook to reserve your spot. I think we have a quarter of the spots filled up right now. It's only been out about a week. So definitely please uh, make sure you go do that. And of course, like we say every episode, RIP Pink Royal. Thank you so much for the music. music. Well, Sheldon, do you have anything last things you want to say before we kind of sign off? Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Uh, Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big Tuck, anything from you? No, man. It was just fun. Fun deck. Um, Sorry to disappoint you with the recommendations. (laughs) 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 That's all I got to say. All right. Well, hey, guys. See ya. See See ya. See ya.